Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. Well, sometimes home in the holidays is really great and idyllic, like Bing Crosby, and sometimes it's pretty tense and stressful and fraught with problems. So what we want to talk about today is how to make your holidays a great celebration, but keeping it in moderation, and how the holidays can be a time where we can come together, but with realistic goals and expectations. Welcome back to Shrinking It Down, Mental Health Made Simple. I'm Gene Bresson. And I'm Steve Schlossman. Hey, everybody. Um, so up? what's new with you, Steve? Well, no, no, I'm asking you first. <laughs> I want to know about the uke. Oh. The uke, as you called it. <laughs> are, you, are you playing well, the what uke? I, what I didn't know about ukuleles is that you play them with these felt picks. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. The standard way of playing the uke is not, well, you either use your fingers Fel- you- Does this sound like they'd be the name of a band, <laughs> The Felt Picks? The Felt Picks, that's a yeah. great name. <laughs> right. They're soft, they're not mushy, they're like hard felt, but, but they're felt. Why? But I don't know. I think, I think it's, it's a way to get this incredible, funky kind of sweet tone. It's a much sweeter tone when you play it with, with like finger picks, like I picked the guitar, or with a flat pick, it sounds really kind of harsh. But it sounds a l- high and trebly and bright. If you want a bright sound, that's what you use. But if you want kind of that mellow sound, like, you know, like Over the Rainbow. Yeah. And these cool Hawaiian, you know, songs. And you can, you know, just hear the, see the palm trees swaying and the wind blowing. And yeah, the felt, the felt picks give you this cool, mellow, sweet. Can tone. I ask you, do, do, <laughs> I know this has nothing to do with, with, with our <laughs> podcast, but are ukuleles from Hawaii? We associate with it, but is that their, like, origin? Do, I, do you know? I don't know. Like, I don't I even mean, know the origin of the word. E- either do I. We'd have to, you know, go to Wikipedia. It, it, I know, well, it, it's certainly been, you know, the, the hallmark of Hawaiian instruments. You mean, just as, just as Hawaiian guitar, that slide guitar, yeah. uh, you know, uh, that's now commonly used, the resonator guitar sounds. Well, slide guitar, Hawaiian guitar, was really popular, like, in the 30s. And interesting... It was kind of um, taken from Hawaii, played by the dobro players down south, picked up by Texas swing players and the pedal steel players. And Hawaiian music had a huge impact on all of the jazz culture from swing music, big band music. Was that before it was a state, too? Oh, well, certainly the big band era was the, the, the 30s, 30s and yeah, 40s. So it was before, so by, it was before by it was a state, but yeah. Hawaiian music yeah. was hugely popular among country music players, among among cowboy players, among uh, you know uh, the the well the the, the is Delta this, musicians. Is this why when I came over to your place last week you were wearing a grass skirt? Is this why? I don't want to talk about it. But, well, I didn't know what to do. Like if I should have pointed out or just sort of let it slide. Well, I was, was trying to create some atmosphere around the holidays. Yeah, there was like atmosphere. A, a, gra- yeah. a grass skirt is kind of like right. you know, and and I couldn't get. Those orchids around in the neck, they were right. too expensive. So, right. But the but lays. I did, I, the lays, like a, but yeah. I used my Mardi Gras beads. Those, oh. That's what you were seeing. So you're those, those shiny cultures. things. I was mixing. Well, Louisiana, Hawaii, you know, they both have these wonderful musical 
cultures. Yes. That are unique. That to are separated by about 8,000 <laughs> miles. But yes, you're right. Yeah. But, but the slide guitar that was played by, you know, those folks in the Delta uh, and, you know, the Delta blues players um, uh, and the Hawaiian players, you know, had something in common. And there were, and there were, there were this pretty cool history. So you having fun with it? The uke? I'm having a great time with it. Yeah. yeah, are the kids playing? I know you got them for the grandkids. They're not playing it yet with me, but uh, they're because they're kind of into different things now. You, you, know? you know what? I I forgot to tell you, <laughs> my um my we got my youngest daughter's report card. She's thirteen, and she got an A plus in guitar. I didn't know she was taking guitar. Wow. So, but it turns out. So I was like, you got an A plus. We're, we're gonna we're gonna play together, and and you know I can play like four chords, but I can play enough to sort of hold my head up when a bunch of people are playing together. <laughs> you can play um, more than four chords, but four. It's kind of you to say. So she plays once a week at school. That earned her an A plus with her guitar. So all she can do is play the smoke in the water thing with the bass stuff. So she picked up the guitar, and this is what they've taught her at the at the public school. One song. Yeah, not even the song. Just a da 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 da. da. Oh, really? <laughs> it cracks me up. Wow. So maybe A plus I, for for a kind of a lead. A plus for playing. It's not the even bass a lead riff. In, it's a bass riff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So hopefully um, I can grow my family band as you have grown yours, but I will not be buying seven guitars anytime in the near future. No, I I didn't buy seven. I bought like five. Five. Okay. Well, that's (laughs) different. Then that's fine. Right. Yeah. But but you know it it it, it's um it gets us into um the holidays um and um. You know, in, in, in my Wait, family. how? How does that get us into the holidays? Music. For oh, me, okay, okay, for got it. Because Thanksgiving, we always play music and sing. Uh, and at Christmas time, we always, I love I love Christmas music. I mean, I wasn't raised Christian. I'm, you know, um, kind of a non-religious Jew. But but I love, love, love Christmas music. I have the biggest collection. And it's really cool for the, the family gets around the piano with guitars and, 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 and we 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 sing Christmas songs and we sing Hanukkah songs. They're not that many, but um, but sometimes then we'll you know somebody will break into Desperado and then it's all over, which is not technically a holiday song. No, it Des- actually you know it's it's um uh, it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful but, song, but it's it's not like why Desperado and not a different beautiful but song. But it it, it 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 it's actually a sad song. Yeah, and and that that reminds me that the holidays aren't always happy oh you've worked in a segue here haven't you <laughs> before it's too late you better get somebody to love you before yeah. it's too late yeah so 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 you know um well i was i was thinking like <laughs> your first you and i talk about the holidays every year this time of year yeah. for, for obvious reasons because right. the holidays are coming up in a couple of weeks the the christmas yeah. and the hanukkah holidays and kwanzaa and everything that we yeah. do during these these sort of festival of light times yeah, yeah. Your first association is always to getting together with your family and singing. Yeah. My first association is trying to find a freaking parking spot at the mall. I hate it. Oh. I, I, I hate the whole, I hate the, I, the, I won't the go. pressure of getting the right present. I hate the idea that that I didn't make enough like cupcakes or cookies. I mean, I'm not like a Scrooge about it. It just feels like a lot of pressure. So we have very different associations. At the end of the day, I have a good time. I see my family. Yeah. I do like music. We play music when we sing and stuff. But I think it's important to remember that the very things at the holidays that make some people happy also drive other people like me crazy. Well, you know, the holiday blues are a true phenomenon. And you've mentioned a number of things that a lot of people have mm-hmm. talked and written about. You know, the pressure, the commercialism, the um, uh, the expectations of everything being perfect when in fact 
it's it's a it's a perfect time for families to fight and squabble and get into conflicts. Um, all those kinds of pressures um, are extraordinary. You know, reflecting back on your own childhood and and sometimes there were really tough times that that you had and the holidays weren't always you know happy but the holiday blues are, are a real phenomenon and and people do feel in fact one study i read said that a lot of parents felt more stressed at work than at home because at work they felt that they were missing time to actually do all the stuff that they had to do with decorations and cooking and preparing for family and all that stuff and 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 they were just coming home fried yep yeah, no, no. You know, um, the other thing is is the the idea that you somehow. So, so we've all seen the images, right? Like of, of people running downstairs. Get, well, I'm Jewish, also. When I was growing up, I would go to the neighbor's house and spend the night there on Christmas Eve because I they wanted me to have the experience of going downstairs and seeing all the presents under the tree. It was it was a, a fairly. Um, a religious thing for them. Well, you should have come to my house because we had a Christmas tree and we ran down the stairs in the morning and we were Jewish. No, it was awesome. I mean, <laughs> look, we didn't want to miss that. I, I mean this with no religious disrespect. Christmas beats Hanukkah. I mean, Hanukkah is no. a minor festival. Christmas is a, is a big deal. But my point is the pressure I felt around the holidays yeah. and growing up and to this day to get the right present to yep. know it's different from birthdays for some reason i'm not sure why and i think it's well you know i actually know why because we have all of these images these norman rockwell paintings exactly. these movies these stories of people oh dad it's what i've always wanted it's exactly well, right and I it love it. and it began it's and it and it's broadcast so, so i remember right after thanksgiving the day after thanksgiving i went to the mall which i don't normally do but it's a local small mall to get you know something and they were they were blasting Christmas music. So we are barraged. And since then, you can't escape it. So there's Christmas. Now, I love Christmas music, but enough is enough. I mean, so you hear it at the mall. You know, you hear it on TV. But it, it's, it's, it's um, and like my mom said, I said, like, why, do we have a, why are we having a Christmas tree? When I was younger, why do we have a Christmas tree? She said, because well, it's an American holiday. And, and she was raised a non-religious Jew as well. But... She didn't want to miss out on all the fun because what do you see on TV? Almost every other ad is something so, about about Christmas so, so or the what holidays. You, so what do you do? Like, like you've had, we both take care of patients. We both have had these <laughs> issues in our families. Patient comes in and says, everybody tells me I'm supposed to be excited about this time of year. I'm the most stressed I've ever been. The last thing I want to do is go home. In fact, I want to, I want to, you know, wander around town. If it's a kid, they, they want to just hang out in a, Starbucks or something. If it's an adult, they might want to go to a bar. What, whatever. What do you say? Like, how do you help them? Well, I think it's different for a kid than it is for a parent. But let let me focus on the parents first. Okay. Because I think um, the parents do set the tone, and I think you know um, when parents are stressed around the holidays, you know it's kind of like we what we say for a lot of things is number one, you know, take stock of your emotional level. If you're stressed out, if you're anxious, if you're down, if you're depressed, you've got to put the oxygen mask on yourself first, like they'll say in the airplane, and take care of yourself. And that means, because um, it's going to seep down. The kids, it's going to affect the family, it's going to affect everybody. So you've got to feel better. And that means, you know, talk to people, get things off your chest, take breaks, um, meditate, do things that can actually give yourself a break from the onslaught, because the holidays can be ever present all the time and the other thing you can do well, you, you you use the word onslaught yeah so so your your point is that it almost feels like an attack it, it does and, 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 and it, it does because they feel pressured by the TV and their smartphones and 
and their kids wanting this, that, and the other thing, and the need to you know get a tree, and when we're going to decorate the tree, and that feels like they're attacked by some external force. It's you know you want the holidays to come from within, but I have a feeling what I hear a lot, and I feel myself is that it's imposed on me. Well, because we're given scripts, right? Like like literal scripts to follow in in almost every scenario that we're in, we're we're, we're told that this is how you decorate a tree. Right. This is what you're the appropriate thing to do for. I mean, this, that's what traditions are about. But I, what I've often told families who who are feeling who are struggling with this is like, do you find the tradition that's your family's? That's great. That, that belongs to you. Doesn't have to be what anybody else in the block does. This is your family tradition. And if it stops working. Find a different one. So one of the but things that I must say that my, my, my youngest, I think it came from the twins who are now in their 30s and they have kids. I don't know how long ago, maybe 10 years ago, they said, you know, we have too many presents, too much stuff. And they suggested that rather than everybody buying everybody Christmas presents or Hanukkah presents or whatever we were going to do, that we we pull names out of a hat and everybody gets one person and you only can get one present for that one person and then everybody gets just one and they said a dollar maximum or it might be something that they would make or create whatever it was you had one partner and it and 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 it's felt an awful lot better you know it, it's that's felt a really cool <laughs> thing so you created um you kind of bounded it you created guidelines and you created your own tradition right yeah, yeah. that's i actually i like that a lot Actually, it takes the pressure off because yeah. if you're yeah. buying things for everybody, it's like everybody and who. Oh, and the night before Christmas, we have neighbors. We neighbors and old friends come over for what's called a Yankee swap, yep. <laughs> which is a lot of fun. Where everybody puts a gift in the middle of the table and you pick which one you want. Yeah, you pick numbers out of a hat and then you yeah. go around the room and you can swap or not swap. So that, but that's fun. But it's limited. It, it's limited and it's and it's it's um, it's more in some ways communal and it's more shared experience and it's more tailored to one other person or tiered, tailored to the group. Um, so that that's something that can help take the pressure off, I think. What about uh, the folks, so, so what I've heard is, uh, and people said this to me, uh, just go out there, go be with people, go listen to more music, the Christmas music's great, get into the spirit, you're not in the spirit of that's things. That's another should, it's a, I should, should, should put on Christmas music. I should put on It's a Wonderful Life or Elf or whatever your favorite Christmas movie is. I should, you know, uh, bake such and such. You know, we have to, like you said, I think trying to tailor the shoulds to your own, this is what we want. This is what we do. You know, it's, it's, it, it makes it, it, I think it takes the pressure off. The, you know. I like tailoring the should. The should sounds like another great band name, doesn't it? We have the felt <laughs> the tips, and now the shoulds. I like that. The, well, I no, I think I think what we as you know psychiatrists need to keep in mind for the parents out there, and also for ourselves, is that this time of year where it's proscripted that you are happy and um, full of celebration actually is characterized by for many many people buy an awful lot of stress. They might not have the money to buy the presents. Well, that's that another like thing. Buy. I'm glad you brought that up because economic pressures are, are awesome. And, and are felt most severely this time of year. Yeah, and, and, and don't you love those car commercials where the big bow tie is on the Lexus? I yeah. mean, come on. It's, I mean, it, no, like, I, I mean, that's a real extreme thing, but I mean, but it becomes a paradigm. It becomes, this is like the 
big kahuna, right? Yep. Yep. And you know, everybody wants to do the biggest and the best and for their family. So it plays into that that emotional connection you have to kind of do the best possible thing you can, so, which often is way out of your reach. So what do you tell families to say? Well, I say, you know, the best the the best is actually making connections and doing things yourself. I mean, you know, there was one Christmas where we all kind of like um again, this was probably came from my twins, but um made origami birds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, I mean, it was weird, but I mean, it, but it was fun. I mean, the other thing is, you know, it doesn't have to be, it could be playing games. Yeah, so so one of the, I was just reading a study, the, the gifts that actually have the most resonance for people, I mean, people like stuff. It's fun to get a new toy to play with or a new book or whatever it is that you want. But the gifts that create the longest memories are experiential gifts. So if you can, um, you know, within your price range, do an escape the room with the family. Uh, go on a on a hike together. Say for the holidays this oh. year, we're gonna. I mean, it's it's not always easy <laughs> to get people to do, but these are the things that actually create the memories. They do, and like like there was a Christmas a few years ago where it was really warm. I mean, like really warm. It was like in the fifties or you know, you know maybe sixties, uh, and we went on a hike in the conservation land behind us, and we all got ticks. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, came, what a, we, what we a lovely back, memory. We back and we were pulling ticks off each other. Right. <laughs> they were Christmas ticks. But, but we won't forget it. <laughs> right. I mean, it was, it was a great hike. It was warm. It was like spring, springtime, right. you know, um, uh, uh, in, 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 in winter. But, you know, we, we came back and, you know, we had a tick fest. You could, you could sing. You, could like... you know, but sometimes those weird events, you know, um, you don't forget them. No, I think, so I think, <laughs> I think we need to give people permission to not enjoy the holidays as much as they're being told by the onslaught from right. you know media sources, which are just trying to sell products. I mean, I understand it's commercial. Why they're doing it, yeah. And then we help people to um, to get through the season and let them know that they may have felt the same way last year and they got through it. And so look for the things that they used and and help folks, including help each other get right. through it. And keep all of our expectations down to just manage your manage just yeah. bring them down to a a, a reasonable level. Uh, so that you can actually meet them and feel good about, yeah, you, about what you you're doing. This is one of those podcasts where we're not telling anybody anything they don't already know. Right. But people forget to do it this time yeah. of year. That's the most important thing. Like, we're not going to, we're not, we don't have any magic here, right? Like, we're saying this is stuff you already know how to do, but for whatever reason, you decide that it's not appropriate this time of year. And this is actually when it might be most appropriate to do some of these techniques. Right. Right. So, with that in mind, um, what's in the news? What are you worried about? What are you thinking about? What's uh, it might be something good in the news too. What it, what do you got in your mind? Um, what have I got in my mind about the news? You know, I, I well, it's it is something. Well, it's something bad turned into good. So, um, um, about a month ago, <clears throat> um, Liberty Mutual <clears throat> um, gave this donation to create this this house for homeless um, eighteen to twenty four year olds called Liberty House in Dorchester. Um, and for those folks who are not from Boston, tell Do me about Dorchester. Dorchester is an old part of Boston. It's it's um, Dorchester. Dorchester, right? Yeah. My, my daughter actually lives in Dorchester. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but uh, it was based on a homeless um, shelter for uh, kids that age, eighteen to twenty four, called uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water, and I think it's run by the same organization. And um, these um, I read the, about this. <coughs> these young adults, yeah. they live there together. But they, the only way they can live there in that house together is that they have to be in school, either vocational school or earning their a degree of some kind or working. 
and so they have they have the mandate to do that. They live together. They have resources if they need counseling, if they need support, if they need mentoring. They they can they can get that, and it becomes a transition for them to live independently. And um, you know, so the sad news is that you know um, what we heard with there are about three hundred and sixty any day in Boston proper. Um, there's three hundred and sixty what three hundred and sixty homeless teenagers or really? eighteen to twenty four year olds. Three hundred sixty homeless eighteen to twenty four year olds on the streets in Boston. Just now, in the city of Boston. Just in the city. Now there are two hundred thousand homeless kids in the state of Massachusetts, which is a pretty affluent state. It's a huge number. Yeah, with a big safety net. Big safety net. But at, uh, the reason, one of the reasons that this house was formed is because Bridge Over Troubled Water was doing a fantastic job um, managing some of these kids who, who would go to that shelter. And um, uh, the mission is to kind of make the 360 go to zero in Boston. So um, uh, I don't even know if Dorchester is part of Boston. I, I Yes, it is part of it Boston. It is part of Boston. I know it's part. It I'm doesn't from have Kansas, it. and I know it's from Boston. Okay. Yeah. So, but 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 uh, but it, the 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 beauty of this thing is is that if you're motivated, and this will generate motivation, you got a place to stay. You've got peers that are in the same spot as you. You know, you're 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 developing your own life. It's by even better than that. It's not just if you're motivated, but actually the things they're asking you to do create motivation exactly. intrinsically. Yeah. So that so there's a circular nature to the therapeutic yeah. benefits, which is really really important. Um, nothing is worse than having the uh, potential and agency to do something and not have an avenue through which you could do and it. And you know, it seems it seems that this kind of a mission um, to create. Homes like this, or you know, group homes. I mean, I remember back in the old days when we had halfway houses and we had a lot more of these kinds of things. Yeah, many many years ago, they are a real. They're really cool ways of of helping people help themselves, learn skills, develop autonomy. You know, and and improve their self esteem. And actually, I think it would save society well, a ton of money. Can I just? I'm just going to push back a tiny bit here. I agree with you. It would save society a ton of money. And this is why it irritates me that we rely on corporations <clears throat> like Liberty Mutual to fund this. Why don't we fund it as a nation and as a government? I mean, well, let's get political. That, okay, so no, it's not even political. It's just like, what is it about um, our culture that feels like we count on for-profit companies to use their nonprofit entities? I'm not dissing. I'm glad they're doing it, but I wish they didn't have to well, do it. Well, why is it that? Why is it that one percent? Of the of the, the nation owns eighty five percent. It takes eighty five percent of the of the of the of the of the money, <clears throat> and you know I think um, this has real mental health implications downstream. Economic disparity is a huge problem in our country and causes severe mental health problems as well as you know physical problems, medical problems, you know housing problems. But you know we need a redistribution of wealth, I think, and we need a tax structure that actually taxes the wealthy and we can use those tax dollars for pro-social purposes um i think we should talk about <coughs> this uh, like this specific Excuse issue it, because we, we made our way <coughs> into it i think we should talk about how uh society can better take care of kids who are in dire circumstances to prevent downstream mental health issues i think this is a perfect topic for another blog it is and another podcast yes especially another podcast yeah. for us uh, but you know what? Um, and so, what, about, so what do you think about in the news? Um, <laughs> gosh, it's you know, it's not so much the news that it's it's the uh, it's hard to get away from the impending change in Congress that's about to happen. 
like to so it is the news but it just hasn't happened yeah. yet like what will happen when the house changes and again in an apolitical way how will this affect the mental health of the population because i feel like now more than ever in the united states kids health are being directly affected by what happens yes. in politics. Absolutely. We're, we're not shielding them from it. And I'm not sure that we mm-hmm. should, but we couldn't if we wanted to because of all the news that's out there. We could shield them a little bit, but we can't shield them out altogether. So I'm just curious. I'm curious to see kind of what's going to happen, and then I want to be nimble enough to respond to it. You know, with all due respects to the great, great, great reporting of the media, which thank God for a, a, a free press um, that's really made a huge difference in our country over the last two years. Um, we need more, I think, of discussions like this that help kids see that what they're hearing in the news and all these flames that they're you know, witnessing, that there's some sense of moderation and discussion and balanced view of how they can cope with and tolerate what they see and hear going on around yeah. them. And, and I think that we need to do more of that and that a, a lot of folks need to do more of that. It's hard to argue with that. So if you guys have questions, thoughts... What are you doing to deal with um, the holidays, the stress? Maybe you're not stressed, but let us know. Well, have, um, have, have, have great holidays, but keep it in moderation. Yeah. Avoid the shoulds. Right. Avoid the shoulds. Yes. Thanks, guys. I'm Steve Schlossman. And I'm Gene Bresson. Take care.